Yep, that's right. Soliana New City, welcome back to Sonic Weekly, your show about the uh, the favorite blue hedgehog who sometimes wears costumes of other hedgehogs who are colored black and red and named Shadow. We're going to get into all that. Uh, my name is Grant. Uh, with me here is Bo. Hi, Bo. Here we go, buddy. Hey, happy belated Valentine's Day and happy early President's Day. Thank you so much. And here he is out from the shadows into the spotlight, the star of the show, David the Lurker. Hi, David. Oh, hi, Grant. Hi, Bo. Glad to see you both here, both rocking it out. That's right, President's Day. Nobody really thinks about it, but it's because, you know, who are we going to celebrate on President's Day? The only president who matters, the president in SA2, that's right, who's named President. He doesn't have a name. Mr. President. Mr. President. What's the big idea here, Mr. President? <laughs> Egg, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. The president has uh, just issued a, um, a an all-persons bulletin that the shadow costume has arrived in Sonic Superstars. Sonic Superstars now has a costume that Sonic can wear where he can dress up like Shadow. We have speculated about this incoming news item for a few months, ever since it was leaked by data miners that there would be a shadow skin of some kind. And we wondered maybe this would be classic Shadow or it would be Shadow in the classic style. But in fact, it's Sonic. It's Shadow minus his face. It's <laughs> Shadow, but his face got cut off and Sonic's face was horribly, horribly surgically attached to it. Like the human centipede. Is, is the implication that Bo Bunny is also a costume for Sonic, but a better one? A much better costume. The, the Bo Bunny, the rabbit. In game, it's a costume, but I guess we're meant to look at the Bow Bunny as a as its own individual. Because when you get Chaos Emeralds, it doesn't say Sonic got one; it says Rabbit. So, oh, okay. And then in this one, I, it says I don't know Sonic instead of Shadow. I haven't played enough to get a Chaos Emerald yet. I I haven't played it either. I did it. Oh, I did it. I and I didn't mean to. <laughs> you know, I I said I'm not gonna download this. It's free. But I'm going to make a point that this is unacceptable, that, we, that it, this doesn't make sense for the lore. It screws up the lore, if anything. How does Sonic know to wear <laughs> costume of the ultimate life form if he hasn't met him yet? And you're totally right that, that Sonic is the faker. So maybe Sonic Adventure 2, maybe Sonic was running around in a shadow costume. Or when did he give that up? Does he also dress up as silver? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you. You know, I thought they put him in the costume because, oh, the lore, it wouldn't make sense if Shadow were in the classic series. Ah, oh, that would be wrong. But you make a good point. That doesn't fix it. It's just how did Sonic know to look like that? Right. Yeah. Why would he? <laughs> that was the prophecy that Gerald was looking into because Sonic, that was classic Sonic. Now, see, OK, so classic Sonic, we know shouldn't be from another dimension, but classic Sonic maybe shouldn't even be young Sonic. Maybe Azuka needs to tear down this wall between classic and modern and just let the furries run free between any art style. <laughs> and then you could have more than two art styles. You, classic Sonic is adorable. Looks great on merch. Mm -hmm. uh, totally get it. Modern Sonic also looks cool, but you could draw Sonic in other ways potentially. And if he wears a scarf, that doesn't have to be a different timeline. It might just be cold that day. Uh, what if we had like a across the Sonic verse where just every level was in a totally different style? I, I would I love that. that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sonic Generations. Th two, two or three. That'll be the title of it. Two or three, depending on your count. <laughs> Sonic Generations two or three. It could be 
I mean, you count 3DS, so it's three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Sonic X Shadow Generations. I guess that's kind of like a 1.5, and and 3DS is like a 1.2, right? So we'd call this one 2.3, just to really <laughs> Sonic <laughs> X Shadow Generations 3.11 for work groups. <laughs> Oh man, ski freeze in that version. Oh that... boy, ski free. Yeah, that's what I want. What they should mod ski free and put Sonic in it, or Sonic dressed up as Shadow. They should <laughs> license the monster from Ski Free in a Sonic Racing game, and you gotta outrun it. I don't know. It'd, it'd be I don't pretty. Know what the hell you guys are talking about? <laughs> you didn't have Ski Free as a kid? No, I don't know. I don't know what this Ski Free. All right, yeah, you. you, you put your windows 3.1 in you got this skiing game you're going downhill you're going downhill you're making these jumps it's cool then uh, the abominable snowman comes out and chases you and you're like oh god and you, you try to escape from it yeah and then just inevitably it catches you and eats you and that's how the game ends what can't run that's it. creepy pasta that's not it, real that's yeah, like sonic.exe that's one of the classics oh, you're putting me on it it um Right. I didn't have three Windows three point one growing up, but I, I I found on some probably shady message board like, oh here's a zip file of all of those Windows games that came free but nobody can find anymore. And I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. So playing playing that on Windows ninety five. Because otherwise all you had was um pinball. I was gonna say I remember pinball. And but... what, what was that weird game? Was it just called Hover? Where you're yes, just... hover. Yeah, Man, I have not thought about hover in <laughs> twenty eight years. Yeah, hmm. it was on the Windows uh, ninety five CD ROM. It's like you got hover, you got pinball, you've got the the Buddy Holly music video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good times. Also, oh, and also good times, right? Uh, you know, good times, bad times. Give me some of that. The other song by uh, what? What's her name? Was it like Brickwall? I forget. Nobody remembers that one. It's it's on the same disc. Uh, I guess because in the 90s, Weezer was the hottest thing around after Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. Do we think the members of Weezer have played Sonic the Hedgehog? I'm sure they have. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Uh, Rivers Cuomo, come on the show. Yeah. Let's talk about what do you think his favorite is? Yeah, I would. They're on tour. It's hard to play games on tour, but like when he's home, I, I think he's booting up Sonic and Knuckles. Right. Do you think he says Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, or Sonic 3 and Knuckles? I don't, they don't have any songs about this that I know of, but I, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a whole lot of deep knowledge of the Weezer catalog. Um, they have a lot of albums uh, with different colors on them, right? I they have that, blue yeah. and green yeah. and red yeah. and white. I don't, I don't think a, a deeper knowledge of their discography would help so much other than just knowing what you know, which is that they came to prominence from Southern California in 1994, five, something like that. I don't think it was earlier. Well, you don't think they have a song that's going to reveal the answer here? Like <laughs> event, let's make it part two. Actually. Yeah. Maybe if we comb through <laughs> in the garage, he does talk about a Kitty pride poster. Maybe he's also like an Sonic, the knuckles lock on cartridge and my Ace Freely poster and lock on technology. <laughs> To like with the guitar, I want to. I want to say that. Also, uh, thinking her, her name is is it Edie Edie Brickle? It's E D I E. Who? Oh, she was married to Paul Simon. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah, we should track down uh, Rivers Rivers uh, 
quick quick right and there's a there's a guy in the band uh there's actually four guys in the band i don't know if you know that but oh uh, but one of the guys in the band is from one of my hometowns of toledo and i used to be like a f- only a few degrees of separation away from scott oh what's his last name S- scott something scott though Okay, so you could get on Facebook, yeah, potentially find out the answer to this question: Which Sonic games have the members of Weezer played? Yeah, yeah, guess you could. Yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. Didn't they have an album called Hurley with the with Hurley from Lost, which they did probably immediately dated that album? Yeah, it was already dated before it was released. Yeah, is he a nerd? Yeah, <laughs> you know what always dates a song is if you like rhyme the year <laughs> in the song. Like, yeah, I'm so 2008, and you're so 2000 and late. Like, yeah. boy, that oh. hits different now. It does. It does. It's because you're you're late. You're late to it now. If you're listening yeah. to that song, uh, what was the who was the guy you were trying to think of? What was his first name? Scott. Scott. Scott Schreiner. I'm just that's looking it. up Weezer now. Yeah. Oh, that's my friend's dad's name. Hey, sh- shout out Scott Schreiner. <laughs> hey, all right, Scott Schreiner. Somehow, a, a an old an old girlfriend, an old flame yeah. that I have not spoken to in a long time, but I do remember that her family was somehow connected to him because everybody would bring it up. They're like, hey, you know Weezer? I'm like, yeah, I know Weezer. They're like, you know, you know the Scott Stapp? I'm like, the, or Scott, what's his name? Summers? Scott? No. Scott Schreiner. Uh, Schreiner. Schreiner. Like the, <laughs> right. little, Scott? the little cars and the hats and the parades. So, you know, the point of this story is, gosh, some stories just don't have good endings. And that's life. Uh, <laughs> Until Scott right. Summers and Scott Stapp and Scott Schreiner all come on the show. And Scott Shaw. Speaking of Scott Shaw, love, uh, Archie Sonics, yeah. uh, one of the early Archie Comics Sonic artists, Scott Shaw. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever drawn Shadow. Um, I don't think he has. Uh, Scott Shaw, right. He, he, right. It was just the original miniseries. A couple stories after that. Uh, there is a print you can buy from him where. Like Sonic has, uh, I think, the wrong colored legs. So, you know, um, but no Shadow. I've never seen Shadow. Was that his fault or the anchor's fault? Oh, yeah. Was that Harvey Mercadu Queso's fault? <laughs> <laughs> no, Harvey Mercadu Queso was a fantastic anchor. Is that how you say his last name? I've... That's how I always said it. I thought if I said it fast enough, nobody would question me. But now I'm <laughs> now... confident. Hey, you know, there was a Scott Fullop, too. There were a lot of Scott and Archie. There, there were. There were a lot of Scots. Right, we should just get all the Scots on the show. Yeah. At once. Hey, great, great Scott. Back to the shadow costume. Do we have any thoughts about? Uh, oh, maybe or maybe doesn't contradict the lore and that it's pretty patently absurd. And uh, uh, I think it's. I a, think it's silly. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, who cares if it breaks the lore or not? You should have just thrown Shadow in there. Putting in Sonic dressed as Shadow is sillier. I, I think it only works if you have like. Other costumes where, oh, Amy is dressed as Sonic and Knuckles is right. dressed as Big the Cat or something. Like, if you're going to be silly, go all in. Otherwise, it just feels like you couldn't decide whether or not Shadow should have classic proportions or modern ones. And you gave up, even though you've clearly given him classic proportions because his face is just Sonic and everything <laughs> else is fine. Wow, it, silly. It's the weirdest choice. Although it, it, I'm <laughs> a little more excited. I heard there are bug fixes in this patch as well oh and i think sonic superstars needed a few bugs fixed that's true so i'm glad they did that 
What, which bugs got fixed? You know, I'm not sure, but I don't <laughs> think the bug where the fang battle takes all fucking day for three days <laughs> is fixed. I can tell you the the stages still load. Take a they're not they're nice sweet time loading mm-hmm. uh, on Switch, but also on PlayStation Five. They don't load uh, super instantly on Switch. Even you know what else has really bad load times for Sonic game on Switch is the Sonic Colors Ultimate crazy but longer load times than it had on the wii and i would i would wager that it is probably pretty close in terms of amount of time seconds of sonic's 06 infamously bad loading times and the amount of time it takes to load a stage in superstars or sonic colors ultimate Mm. sonic 06 is worse in the sense that they come more frequently (laughs) but the length is comparable and that's not good. The stages shouldn't take that long to load. I do think it's kind of funny. One of the logos you see when you boot up Sonic Frontiers is InstaLoad technology while it's like sitting there loading for a while. Oh. And uh, I wonder if anybody contemplated that irony when they were thinking about that <laughs> logo. Well, I guess it InstaLoads after it loads. Because once you're <laughs> running around, you're pretty good, right? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got you got to load before you can load. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that a euphemism? I could be if we try hard enough. It definitely sounds like the beginning of like a Seinfeld stand-up right. sort oh. of thing. You load and then you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of euphemisms. Yes, I know this isn't on our list of things to talk about, but I feel like I I I got to talk about this for a second. Do you follow Sega Hardlight's uh, Twitter account at all? Probably. <laughs> I don't. Tell me why I, I should or should. Yeah. Oh, well, I think because they're, they just seem really horny over Rouge the Bat recently. <laughs> That's what I've talked about. Didn't expect this. Right. Um, Me either. I, I guess in the Sonic Forces uh, mobile game, there's an event where you can unlock a new skin of Rouge the Bat. And uh, I, I linked it in our personal chat. Viewers, you can just look it up. It's from February 14th. It's a picture of Rouge in her costume. Which seems totally fine. Right. It's Rouge in a strange costume, like a gladiator costume. Oh, yeah. The, the but what's very fine. off-putting is the copy. <laughs> yeah. The copy, it just says, mother is mothering. And then there's a heart. Uh, a, I guess it's a, is it a black heart? Or is it just, yeah. that's what it's showing me. Yeah, and then hashtag happy Valentine's Day. And it's just like, wow. Uh, they... <laughs> They're, you know, I mean, it's the social media team trying to do the cringy thing of trying to sound like a intern teenager wrote it, even though you're saying they're trying to act like they've got the riz, but they don't have the riz. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And I I, this comment at the top that says, what did they mean by this? Sums it up. I'm like, yeah, what are are you saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys remember Marmaduke explained the classic blog that took oh, a marmaduke yeah. cartoon and uh, then explained in the most simple terms what was being said in the comic so for example there would be a marmaduke panel where marmaduke is eating a sandwich and there's a guy without a sandwich on his plate and he's looking distraught and the, the caption from marmaduke explained would be marmaduke has stolen this man's sandwich <laughs> and i think there's a lot of comedy gold to be mined from just stating outright what is subtext so under this twitter <laughs> post you could just say man they really want to fuck root 
Well, it's it. You know, you can see a parallel between the the plight of Rouge and the plight of her uh, team dark teammate Shadow, and that they are both being given some spotlight by Sega, but it's an awkward spotlight. It's an awkward intro that Hardlight is giving to Rouge. Don't need to say mother is mothering. We don't need to say that about Rouge. You wouldn't, you wouldn't call Sonic daddy. You wouldn't say, ooh, yeah, blue daddy is coming to, to give us all a new spin ride. Or, you know, you wouldn't do that, I don't think. So probably not right to do it with Rouge. Uh. And then Shadow should have his face. I mean, he deserves to have a face. Uh, it's, there are some people who think it's really cute. That's fine. I think they would agree that he would be cute too if he just was shadow uh yeah i guess because it's, it's sonic in pajamas in, in little footy pajamas right like that's shadow well like you said it's like if like if it's there sonic. was like sonic in a knuckles costume yeah i guess that would make as much sense so do that too or i don't Let's know do them all do them all and and also it's kind of lipstick on a pig at this point <laughs> like the stages are still sonic 06 level loading times Right. Yeah. It's superstars. It's it's not like they've added any new levels or changed the design or changed anything core to it. Um, of course, that's coming for Superstars Plus, right? Uh, uh, oh, that that's a guess, right? We don't know. If, I mean, right? It's never. I mean, it it, it could happen. But also, uh, I saw somebody say somewhere, and so whoever said it, I will never. I can't give you credit because I don't remember who you are. They were like, oh, well, you know, the, the thing about Origins and Mania, those were digital, and then they became physical with the Plus version. Superstars was physical right out the gate. Yeah. So a Sonic Superstars Plus might be less likely simply because of that fact. That's a uh, very good point. Yeah. 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 So whoever made that point, it was like, wow, yeah, I didn't think about that. So whoever you are. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Yeah, I you get our good point of the week. I think it's <laughs> uh, probably that it will just be <laughs> it'll probably just be ongoing updates and additional DLC you can get from the eShop of your platform. Yeah, David, Yo! you had a you had a big week. Oh, that's right. Uh, right, because usually it's like, oh, who's been working on stuff? And it's and it's and it's Bo. You know, he's hanging out on Saturn's rings. Oh, I've got some of that later. Yeah, this week, um, it was uh, on, on Monday. Uh, me, Barry the Nomad from Segabits, friend of the show, Cybershell. Uh, the three of us got together. We were hanging out on a Twitch stream called The Game Show Game, uh, run by a man whose actual name escapes me, and I feel really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scott Schreiner. <laughs> I thought it started with a W, and I was... <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing a callback. I'm not. Yeah. I am actually really bad with names. I have to hear it multiple times before it'll register. And I heard it once. So it's already out of my head. Um, but we all got together and we read the treatment, the original Sonic the Movie treatment from November 11th, 1994, which was put together by Trilogy Entertainment. We had seen a, a treatment by them from 95 called Sonic Wonders of the World, but this predates it and is vastly vastly different uh the other one we knew of it was oh sonic's in a video game he comes out of a screen it vaguely ties into sonic extreme and then the third act is in sonic's video game world this one is different by a lot um <laughs> <laughs> kind of worse i would say uh oh will will it was his name will 
I don't know if any of you got a chance to to listen to it or 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 uh, parse through the script, but basically, it's about a seventeen year old kid named Jimmy Hedgeman who gets hit with some uh, hedgehog DNA in liquid form uh, and turns into Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and and his dad gets kidnapped by Robotnik, uh, and he meets a girl. I think every good story or creative work starts with a disclaimer about why this is actually good and <laughs> you don't need to uh, criticize it on the basis of the obvious thing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we are attempting to introduce a new mythology to the movie going audience. We ask you to keep in mind that we're selling a live action movie to a broad family audience, many of whom have never played the Sonic video game. They're just defensive right off the bat. Yeah. This script was, or this treatment, it's not a full script, but it is uh, like 32 pages. This was written post Super Mario Brothers 93. So they must have been aware of the fact, like, how that film was received. And maybe what they took from it was, oh, we need less video game things in it. Because Super Mario Brothers, the 93 one, the live action one, it is very loose with, like, what is Mario? Uh, what is his world? There is a Mario, there is a Luigi, we've got Pauline, and we've got Daisy. There are some mushrooms, sort of. Technically, there's Goombas. You know what's in in this script? Uh, Eventually, you see Sonic. The first time you see him, he's eating worms. Very good. There's body hoarder? There's murder? There's mutants? There's something called Knuckles, who doesn't look like Knuckles, and in fact, whoever uh, had this copy makes a note and is like, why can't they just be Knuckles? Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, my, my favorite line in it is Knuckles takes on the snake hunters. I like how there's notes on it throughout that just say not funny <laughs> and and like bad. Like what it'll be like excitedly, Dr. Hedgeman checks on his experiments and then that's like crossed out by like somebody that's like, no. Right. Boring. Like uh, there's this whole monologue that Robotnik, who's, who's he's only called Robotnik, I think, once by Sonic because his name is Paul Elson who was a famous scientist who apparently was also made fun of for his horrible disfigurement of not having fingers on one hand. Sure. And, and he wants to transform everyone into mutants. So, you know, Robotnik, famous, it's in the name Robots. He likes robots in this movie. There's no robots. Zero robots. It is kind of bad, I think. <laughs> it, it's clearly not a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And the fact that the kid, um, but oh, but one of the weird things is that it does incorporate elements of the Chuck Yeager storyline. The fact that Jimmy Hedgeman's grandfather was the pilot who tried to break the sound barrier and exploded and how he had a bomber, the bomber jacket and it says Sonic on the back. And that's how he gets the name Sonic. Like that stuff is in there because we knew apparently Sega of Japan really insisted that that origin be incorporated into any Sonic film. Because Wonders of the World also tried to shove it in there. And one of the reasons, I guess, the whole thing fell apart is because they were never happy with the way Hollywood tried to incorporate it, I guess. It, it, it is weird, but like, it, it's strange that that's the only thing Sega seemed to care about, at least in this instance. Because that opening paragraph you were reading, Bo, it does go on about like, hey, we've had conversations and this is what we've come to. Like conversations with, uh, I, I'm assuming, SOA. And if you had a conversation, if, if I'm working at Sega and somebody from 
a production company comes in and says, okay, picture this. 17-year-old kid, Jimmy Hedgeman, transforms into Sonic the Hedgehog. I'd be like, one, why is his name Hedgeman? Two, why is Sonic the person? Three, please leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's about the beats I would hit, too. Yeah. Like, I'm just so baffled that any meetings would result in this draft. (laughs) I guess a real Sonic head Mm -hmm. might say, oh, this is like the Japanese manga, Sonic's Nikki, and he transforms into Sonic, but I guess Nikki's also not a human. No. Nikki's just another blue hedgehog who then becomes a slightly cooler blue hedgehog. And I guess it's technically also Sonic anyway from the future. I don't know. It's a little confusing. It's it's all it's very confusing and, and it's also worth noting that it it goes nowhere <laughs> and ends with nothing. <laughs> like the very last thing in it is Jimmy's father tells him he's sorry for not believing in him and he's very proud of him. Jimmy apologizes too and tells his dad they they've got a bit of a problem still. You thought it was tough raising an ordinary teenager. You ain't seen nothing yet. The end. I think that's a, a pretty great sequence and then my favorite sequence besides the one i already mentioned was (laughs) the elder talks to jimmy about coming to terms with the animal inside you humans are so arrogant you think you have the sole right of the planet all life is a cycle there's a dna in all living things humans are no different (laughs) he uses an eskimo analogy that when they kill a polar bear they consider that they are killing a brother number one that's not even grammatical number two what are you talking about There are some wild leaps. I think my favorite is when um, Jimmy gets tackled by two people in whatever country he's in. Um, they steal his backpack and then just throw him in the river, presumably to drown and die. And I'm like, wow, you know, he might have had like 50 bucks on him. I guess that's worth killing him for. And it's very coincidental and lucky that he ends up on the exact island he needs to when that happens. I wish I was in the room every time Sega had to hear about this movie. I so I'm interested like how professional a production was this because it's not even really formatted like a a normal film treatment is it or is that just the 90s? This is this is about what they look like. They they're kind of just this is like 20 pages I think. Yeah, it's about 30. Um, okay 30 pages yeah but yeah that that's about right they're they're just sort of they're not necessarily written in the uh script format yet for a treatment so right i mean this this you know presumably is you know as people were getting paid i guess yeah uh trilogy entertainment um is founded by the two the the names that are on the the cover uh uh-huh. Uh, what is it? Uh, Penn Densham and uh, Richard B. Lewis. Lewis. Richard B. Lewis. Yeah, they created Not trilogy. The Richard Lewis. Yes, they. Um, Lewis. Mm-hmm. They were involved. I guess maybe their first really big hit at trilogy was the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie, uh, Prince of uh... Thieves. Yes, yes. That that's so they're like hot off of that. They also made Backdraft. Uh, but the film that they had just finished was Tank Girl, which kind of feels like there's some Tank Girl influence with the whole uh, mutant stuff and everything. Although, Tank Girl didn't do too well. Uh, This this is them trying to stage a comeback. Right, right. Um, Yeah, so they they were like, they had been working on Tank Girl, that came out, now they're doing this, they're doing Sonic. Uh, Clearly, at some point, Sega said, please throw out everything you've done and start over, which is (laughs) 
Fair. You know, because Wonder- Wonders of the World is very different. It's about a 12-year-old kid who befriends Sonic the Hedgehog, who comes out of his computer. So it is a little last-action hero-y, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Except there's no Arnold. Right. Um, well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They could have gotten him to voice Sonic. <laughs> or he could have been the dad. Uh, there's so many choices. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. This is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No notes. Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> One take Schwartz is what they'd call him. Oh, Ben Schwartz. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, hedgehog. hedgehog. Hedge man. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're on to something. Yeah, I think it all it all ties together somehow. Uh, I also have a really hard time visualizing how Sonic would look in this movie because when they mention yeah puppetry and CGI and and other state of the like, they they cite Batman and Jurassic Park as influences, and there's no way Sonic would look as good as as the T Rex does in Jurassic Park. So I don't I don't know what he would look like. Would he even look like Sonic? I don't. I don't know. Would it be worse than Ugly Movie Sonic? Um, Do you know uh, Richard B. Lewis did executive producer for seventy-five episodes of The Outer Limits? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, their their production company was involved in the yes the the reboot of The Outer Limits and also the Twilight Zone from the nineties, and I guess Poltergeist: The Legacy, which I remember always seen commercials for, but never watched, and actually have no idea if it ties into the Poltergeist movies at all. So they did stuff, but I guess Sonic maybe wasn't their calling at the end of the day. No. Uh, I'd, I'd love to know how it all began in the first place. Like, was it an open call from Sega? Did Trilogy approach Sega themselves? That we don't know yet. My suspicion would be that Sega of America was mm-hmm. just kind of taking pitches, mm-hmm. maybe, and you know, were possibly licensing out rights to people for short periods of time to I don't know. My, what it does make me think is that all of the various claims from Ken Penders that he had a Sonic movie in development at one point or another are probably as true as this document. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um I mean, Ken's stuff didn't happen until after the 2000s, like when he tried to pitch Sonic Armageddon. Although I, I do get a little confused by the timeline of when he pitched it. Because, okay, you know it, how Ken has, like, there, there was a, a video put together, and it starts with his son and his niece in his house, and, like, Sonic CD starts up. It's very Sonic Live-esque, right? That had to have been filmed years before he pitched the movie because his son looks like a kid (laughs) and if he's a kid in like 95 then in like 2002 he would be well like seven years older he would look very different so maybe ken just repurposed footage maybe he had filmed that while he was working on sonic live for some reason or i don't know um i just i find that I've thought about it. I've never talked about it. Who would I talk about it to? Why, where would I talk about it? It Penders. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's an idle thought. But yeah, Sonic colon the movie Yeah, would have... Um, I think people would have been like, oh yeah, Mario got the better one. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Now, my, my model of Sega of America in the 90s is mm-hmm. like an aggressive teenager trying to assert independence from their Japanese parents. So it's like, <laughs> we, we, we're going to go to a real Hollywood studio and get the movie made, and you, you won't. <laughs> yeah. And your soundtrack for this game sucks. We're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make a, another hardware to go in the, in the current hardware. We don't want your hardware. Yeah, I think Sega of America at that time, they just seemed like they were very high on not even their supply. Like it, they were just like, yeah, Sega of Japan makes the games, mm-hmm. but who cares? They're dog shit. It's all about the commercials, baby. It's about tricking these idiots into getting their Sega products. <laughs> if it's got Sonic on the box, it's going to sell. Happy Meals. That is our priority above all else. Stop. Immediately stop production on Sonic 3. We will do you like Maria Robotnik if you do not (laughs) stop programming right now. Oh, here's something random. Hmm. Uh, Because I have Sonic Stadium open. Their top story is about the Knuckles series. In the screenshot where Knuckles is about to punch a man, you can see the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie poster on the wall. Oh, yeah. I did clock that and thought it was weird. Huh. That, huh. Do you think they know? Like, mm. or do you think it's just mm. the, a coincidence? Wow. <laughs> you know, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, I just think about that song. What is that song? You know, I always think about this song that I can't name. Uh, the, yeah, you, it's, it it's not. It's not. You can't miss a thing. That's Armageddon. Oh, oh, I got it. It's uh, everything I do. <laughs> That's I it. Do it for you. <laughs> Something like that, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Music by Michael Common. Lyrics by Brian Adams and Robert John Mutt. Ooh, Brian Adams. Lang. Yeah, because that year was ninety. That was that was like around. The time of Sonic, right? Wasn't that like 91? This is 91, yeah. They were hot. That the, yeah, that was the soundtrack to Sonic, in a sense. It could have been. Yeah, at the end of the stream, I did pose the question, oh, who do you think would have been casted as Jimmy Hedgeman? Like, who would have been Sonic the Hedgehog? And you can't say JTT. I was no, going to say been, He would have been a bit too young, I think. Uh, 94, before, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the brother... Uh, who was the older brother? <laughs> the older brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The other person, I was like, oh, maybe Joey Lawrence. I feel like he was. Yeah. Could have been. But I don't know. How about uh, Jaleel White? Jaleel hey. LT in 94. Yeah, yeah that have, could work. That would have made a lot of sense. I don't know if they would have done that because it makes too much sense. Right. Somebody in the chat mentioned uh, Malcolm McDowell being Robotnik. And I, I feel like that could have worked at the time. Uh, Jim Carrey would have been too young because in the script they are like, oh, this man's 50, even though he looks a bit younger. Like, also, Jim Carrey, I think, was too successful at this point to be in a Sonic movie. Oh, uh, when was Jim Carrey's real breakout, though? I feel like 96, 7 is his real. Well, 94 was you, you had the you had Ace Ventura, The Mask, uh, and then Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Like they all that's came out his, one right after the other. That's his uh, miracle year. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody then went, hey, do you want to be in a Sonic uh, movie? He'd probably be like, no, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, they should have they caught him like 92. Oh, yeah. 92, I think he would have done, he 
Definitely was even on Living Color then. But why? But why is he too good for Sonic? He did. He did Batman. He was the Riddler. Uh, uh right because he, you know those those are those are big. But Sonic was also big at this time, and uh, yeah. you know. Well, because I mean, the Riddler. I feel like Batman had some prestige. If he's doing the Riddler, I don't see him then doing Robotnik at that point. I see him no, going like. But you might have caught him before Riddler, and said, "Forget about being the third movies." Second-rate Joker, right? Be the one and only, mm-hmm. Doctor Ellison. Yeah, Doctor. I was, trying, I was looking for that. <laughs> they call him Ellison, who, <laughs> whose fingers can be on it, like he can take them off, and then they can crawl over, and they almost suffocate Jimmy's father. Like they wrap around his mouth, and it's like, oh ha ha ha! This movie starts with a man being torn apart. This yeah. is a Sonic movie. I'm. It just. I I could probably spend hours just being confused by this, and I have, I have. I was confused by it as we were reading it. I was confused about it afterwards. I've just continued to be confused by it. Yeah, right. There, there is like the small masochistic part of me that would like to see it, but I'm also glad that this isn't the first Sonic movie we got. You know? Yeah, definitely glad that it didn't happen. It would have been. It just feels like Tim Allen would have been in the movie somewhere. I don't know. Oh, they probably would have hired Tim Allen as Robotnik, right? Could have been Robotnik. Jim Carrey could have been Face because he's got like that very stretchy face and they're like, oh yeah, you know, Face being that the henchman whose face looks like is melting. Right. I feel like Jim Carrey can already kind of do that. And in Batman Forever, it does end with his face being all melty. That, they, that is true. Yeah. There you go. Tim Allen and Jim Carrey team up. Um, I want to tell you something that's bothering me, but first, yes, Bo mentioned that there's some big Rings of Saturn news. Oh yeah, yeah. Sonic Weekly early preview. You can you know about Streets of Rage, right? The classic Sega franchise. Sure. Yeah. You had some sequels to Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage two. Streets of Rage two. Streets yeah. of Rage three. Right. Streets right. of Rage four. Streets right. of Rage four came out what twenty. 18, 19? Much, much later, right? Yeah, right. It was much later. But there was almost a Streets of Rage 4 in the 90s on the Saturn. It was pitched by Core Design, the makers of Tomb Raider, among other games. And they said, Sega, hey, we have this 3D beat-em-up game. Uh, Do you want it for Streets of Rage 4? Sega said, eh, you know what? No thanks. And Core said, okay, well, what if we change the character names and call it fighting force <laughs> and uh we'll we'll put it on the saturn and the playstation and we'll we'll make all the money and then uh they they didn't do that they canceled the saturn port or the saturn version uh before it came out even though they were almost done with it it was a playstation exclusive there was the only evidence of it ever besides like magazine previews was it it appeared on this demo disc it wasn't a demo that you could play. It was just a demo. You hit the button, and then it shows you a little bit of a scene from the first two levels. Mm. Uh, but I have made that scene playable. Ooh. No. You can play the canceled Fighting Force. What? Not Streets of Rage 4. Holy. You can, you can be a hawk. You can beat up some guys. Ooh. It's not great. You can see why they canceled it. <laughs> uh, but it is one of the uh, tantalizing, unreleased Saturn games that people actually got a taste of through this demo disc. And uh, yeah, uh, it, you'll be able to play it by the time you're here in this. 
Whoa. Wow. You got to go to, uh, what, what, what is the address of the... Uh... 32bits.substack.com. You will see the Rings of Saturn, and uh, you can read about the technical details and get, get the patch. And then uh, that's not quite an early preview for Sonic Weekly listeners, uh, because by the time they, they hear this, it'll be, it'll be out. But here, here's a real early preview. Ooh. Next week, next week, from when we're recording this, I'm going to do it again another canceled saturn game called reloaded it's the sequel to loaded <laughs> by a company called gremlin is <laughs> a, a, a dreadful dreadful shooting game <laughs> where you like run around with there's a guy for some reason he's wearing a, a, a swimsuit and he's he's got guns and there's blood and there's more blood and it performs really badly you're complaining about sonic superstars load times on Reloaded, you got to wait a minute to uh, get two minutes of demo on this disc. <laughs> anyway, this is another one of those canceled on the Saturn, but it made an appearance on a demo disc. Hey, I made it so you can play the entire level of that canceled, awful Saturn game. And hey, there's some extra characters in there that uh, nobody has seen before. Ooh. And uh, you can you can look at those too. So uh, Reloaded, this this awful, terrible game. Huh. You can experience that for some reason if you want to. I'm excited. Is it is it just reloaded or is it re colon loaded? Oh, it's it's re dash loaded. Re dash. Oh, that's yeah. even lamer. Uh, yeah. So the first one was actually kind of praised by the magazines because it's like edgy and blood and like I don't know. Congress is complaining about violence in video games, but even the the edgiest of mags were like, yeah, this game was awful for reloaded. Huh. But you said Gremlin. So it's it's a different Gremlin than the other Gremlin, right? Gremlin Interactive is the developer. Uh, okay. what else did they do? They did on the Mega Drive they did Zool. I don't know, that one doesn't seem to be terribly well remembered. <laughs> oh, Zool, which wasn't there a Zool too? And uh I think there was a Zool too. Right. They what? did a couple of sports games, soccer. Okay. Did uh, a couple of tennis games on Dreamcast. They did Wacky Races. Oh, huh. Okay. There was another Gremlin that existed in the '80s that was uh, it was bought by Sega, uh, and that's the company that distributed Frogger. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's this Gremlin. No, because then I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, that that Gremlin like vanished by the mid '80s. It doesn't exist. Gremlin did do a. A football manager game, which is, I guess, kind of similar to the one that Sega did, but it's not the same one. Okay, yeah, no, these are two different Gremlins. They just they just happen to both exist in the Sega Sphere or the Sega Saturn. They they exist in the orbit of Saturn. I don't. <laughs> yeah, they're one of the moons of Saturn. <laughs> uh, and then they got gobbled up by the uh, Infogrames corporate conglomerate. So. Oh, okay. Didn't they own Atari for a bit? Who didn't own Atari for <laughs> a little bit? I think I may have had a, you did? a stake in Atari in the 90s. Uh, what, what, what Atari games did you put out? What, what compilations on what platform? Well, I think if you bought a magazine that had a Jaguar uh, preview in it, then uh-huh. you just were an honorary <laughs> shareholder in Atari. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Hey, but Atari's coming back. They're not. Wait, didn't they recently release an, another Atari or something? Or am I misremembering that? I don't know. I feel like if they wait long enough, 
they can uh-huh. I don't know sell remakes of their original consoles to like nursing homes like oh. that could that could work right <laughs> oh in 2023 Atari acquired Atari Age oh that that <laughs> seems like according to Wikipedia. As of 2023, the current Atari focus is video games, consumer hardware, licensing, and blockchain. blockchain. I feel like this company is still not quite on the right path. All right. Oh, yeah. You can buy an Atari VCS, um, which is different from the original Atari VCS. It's some box that plays, I think, emulated Atari games. It wants to be a console. I guess you can play like phone games on it. It's whatever. Technically exists. Let's become an Atari podcast. Let's just switch over. Wait, have you ever seen a Lynx or a Jaguar? In the wild? Yeah, like physically. Oh. Uh, maybe. I don't think I've seen either. I've been into a few retro video game stores where maybe that might have been yeah. behind glass and I didn't clock it as that, you know, this is the moment when I'm in the same room as a 3DO. <laughs> but I don't know either, you know, because... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I was in the same room as a 3DO, I would make sure to take note of the moment. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think because like I've been to a couple. Uh, I've I've been to Magfest. I've been to too many games. I feel like there should have been one somewhere, but I can't actually remember if I ever just saw a Jaguar sitting there or a Lynx. I I I saw the uh, the the Sony Nintendo in person once. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, so that was. A- that was exciting. It was ex- that's cool. It was cool and also a little frightening because uh, I didn't know it was there. This was at Magfest. It was when he the the original owner still had it. I think they recently sold it. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, you know, here it is. This is the 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 CD add on for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's just sitting here, and I'm like, wow, cool. And they went, do you want to hold it? And I went, what? <laughs> so they just picked it up and put it in my hands. I'm like, oh god, if I drop this, I would. <laughs> destroy a piece of gaming history wouldn't i uh and they took my photo and were like yeah there you go okay put it back down (laughs) yep and i and then i went wow they probably are just letting everyone hold this thing i would i'd have it under glass i'd be too afraid to just let random people at a convention hold it every like 10 minutes (laughs) but you know it's whatever it it exists it was it was on it worked i think the story of how they got that hardware sample too is pretty wild right like it was okay. We know this executive had this office, and that building is going to be like sold and torn down. So we're going to like buy it at auction, or like somebody knew somebody who had worked there. Or this is great pod, great radio where I'm like half remembering, <laughs> half remembering <laughs> a thing. But yeah, go go look it up. It's a it's a great story. It's a very deliberate, yeah, story that I can't quite remember. Right. I'm just uh, just looking at. Latter-day history of Atari. So in 2014, they announced their new corporate strategy, which includes a focus on new audiences, specifically LGBT, social casinos, real money gambling, and YouTube. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> now they're doing uh, cryptocurrency, mm. and their hotel and casino license have been terminated. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Right. Stay at the Atari Hotel. Hey. Isn't it a, the Atari brand still viable in the Blade Runner universe? <laughs> I feel like the Atari brand is still pretty good for like a t-shirt, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily associate it with hospitality. Like, oh yeah, you know where I want to stay is right. this Atari place. I feel like it would just be very pixelated inside the room. 
<laughs> it, it feels like if you're going to have an Atari hotel, that's something you would have done in the like late 70s, early 80s, not a few years ago. Yeah. Very strange. Atari corporate strategist, call me up. We can, right. we can sort this thing out. <laughs> Sounds good. Grant, are you wanting to stay at, a, at an Atari resort right now because you want to go to bed? No, I... I definitely don't want to go to bed. Oh. And I do want to stay at an Atari resort. I think um, they are a brand that I don't associate with resorts at all. And that is kind of a positive Mm -hmm. because I feel like most hotel chains, it's all, you know, there's none that you're too excited about staying at. Is, Is there a hotel chain that gets you like, that makes you happy? No, but I feel like. I feel like people who travel a lot for work, they get sort of this Stockholm syndrome about, oh, I gotta get, the, I gotta get the points for Hilton. <laughs> mm, I, yeah, you don't understand if I get forty-eight points, they're gonna let me have a breakfast bar, Ooh. and I don't have to even go to the cashier. <laughs> I can just go to the little locker and get the breakfast bar and get a stew going. This is my privilege here. It's like I don't know, man. I, I don't want to jump for through these hoops to to get these minor benefits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, maybe I would, uh, just for the novelty, stay at an Atari. Uh, I did pick up the Atari 50th anniversary celebration game, and uh, it's kind of interesting. It's not really. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of talking heads. It's like one young guy who's like the new president and a bunch of old guys who were like, yeah, we did drugs all the time. <laughs> we were so high. It was crazy that we were just doing so many drugs at the office. And the young guy's like, yeah, we, we've got a bold, innovative new approach to how we're presenting our content in the, you know, now with the ever-changing social dynamic audiences. What? And then uh, you can play Pong, if you can believe it. Uh, along with some Whoa. Jaguar and 3DO games, and I think pretty much all of the Atari games. Now you can just have them on one game. But even then, it's kind of like, nah. It's a, it's a curiosity. And I'm not, uh, I'm not that curious about it. You know what I am curious about? I'll tell you what I'm annoyed about. What? I, I just got an email that uh, Whoa. I, I've been purchasing, because I hooked up the Wii mm-hmm. to use it as a GameCube, because I'm finally going to check off Sonic Heroes Shadow of the Hedgehog. And I also decided to pick up Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I never really never, never messed around with the GameCube version too much. And maybe it would be fun with multiplayer. Got an email that it was delivered. I don't see it. Uh-oh. Ugh. You got pirated. Well, or they delivered it to the wrong address. Did they take a photo? No, there's no photo. Huh. However, I have been playing a little bit of Sonic Heroes. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Sonic Heroes another time. Are are you gonna say I'll take the lead every time you want to talk on the podcast? On that one? <laughs> yeah. What are the? I need to. I need. To, I haven't played enough of it yet to like even instantly recall what some of the things they say are. Look at all those Eggman robots. <laughs> Look at all those Eggman <laughs> robots. Yeah. I do like Knuckles. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the best one. Cream is like I'll do my best. <laughs> when Knuckles is like punching repeatedly, he says he just shouts constantly shit shit and i don't know why they thought like yeah that's just what we want <laughs> i i guess i feel like it's one of those things where it must have been somebody at Sega japan said oh he's got to say that <laughs> same reason sonic shouts teria in adventure 2 like hmm. that's no one says that in english but they're like, very <laughs> insistent no he must use that <laughs> because yeah 
It just it just sounds like Knuckles is saying shit. And they're like, okay, this is fine. This is rated E for everyone. <laughs> you know, I think this has been a lovely episode. <laughs> the links to uh, Rings of Saturn, as always, in the description. Link to uh, the Cybershell David the Lurker reading of the Sonic the Movie treatment in the description. And all the usual things are there. Oh, wow. That's right. All the usual things are right there in the description. Because, you know, after you sat back and you've let your mind wander and you heard some voices filter into your ears, you're like, oh, the audio ended. And you pick up your phone and you're like, oh, yeah, the description. And you get to follow along. You get to expand your mind even more. You're going to feel like you're hanging out in one of those rings of Saturn. Oh, yeah, cosmic eternity, just like those guys at Atari taking all of those uh, hallucinogenics. (laughs) But, you know, before you go down that wild and crazy road, we got to say, yeah, you know, thanks for listening to another episode of Sonic Weekly. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, you should be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your podcatcher of choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Oh no, it's Escape uh, Podcast Addict. Yep, our open source friends out in space. Uh, yeah, and you know, if you've enjoyed it and you, you feel like you've got something to say, if you want to comment on what you've heard, uh, you can go ahead and email us at sonicweeklypodcast at gmail.com. Or hey, you know, if you feel like just tweeting something out, you don't want to go through the process of email, you can always add us at Sonic Weekly. Hey, hey. Uh, we've got our YouTube channel, which is at Sonic-Weekly. And before I forget, of course, hey, if you do want to enter our Discord server, you're going to have to use that email address. Say, let me in there, and uh, we'll let you in there. You'll talk to some like-minded Sonic fans. You'll have a good old time hanging out and chilling. Chilling like the blue blur himself. Yeah. Oh, baby. Here we go. Well, actually, yeah, we're about to go. We're going to thank Smoovies for the added. He's the one that pieces this all together and makes sure we sound comprehensible. Uh, and of course, hey, thank you, Bo and Grant, for, uh, for hanging out, for letting me hang out, for letting all of us hang out. You know? Thank you, David. Happy to do it. And thank you, dear listener. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Just, just Empire City at night. Smooth dead. I'm going to try to say thank you in the smallest voice. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that worked. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for saying thank you today. <laughs> <laughs>